Welcome to Ayurvedic Healing and Beyond podcast. My name is Vignesh Devraj, an Ayurvedic doctor and a holistic health coach. Each week we share wisdom or interview an inspiring personality to guide you become your healthiest self. Remember, your health is your greatest asset. What role does sexual wellness play in the overall well-being of an individual? Mm-hmm. What part of health is affected? when active and healthy sexual life is hampered okay so uh, first of all thank you for inviting me again for this uh, webinar and also i really thank uh, and also appreciate that being an indian you are bringing such topics for an indian audience because since i am an indian and you are an indian we can openly say that we live in a sexually confused country uh, yes. why i say confused because on one hand we have ancient rishis who wrote kama sutra and today we are debating should we include sexual education in the school or not right so that is why i say it's a confused country but you know confusion is the beginning of clarity so right. i hope the clarity slowly comes so coming to your question you were asked about how much is the sexual health or wellness affecting the overall health so it's like chicken and egg so if the health of a person is affected his sexual wellness is also affected and when sexual wellness is affected that means his overall health is already affected so it's like according to ayurveda we have the unique concept of seven datus the word datu means that which protects that which nourishes that which supports so we have like we have three doshas we have seven datus now the seven datus are rasa which means immediately after we eat the food that blends with the saliva and the digestive juices it becomes something called as rasa and it is poorly translated as plasma but the idea is the food the nutritional absorption before it enters the blood is called as rasa and then it becomes the blood and blood is the river of life where all the nutrients are transported to every part of our body like every organ needs enough nutrients like the iron is required all the nutrition that we eat that is fed into the blood stream and the blood is taking to every part of the body and also a part of the blood it collects the waste and also it's being eliminated now after it enters the blood stream it enters the next tissue which we call it as the muscle like the mamsa datu now muscle is the organ of longevity now whenever you see the word masculinity it comes from the organ muscle because when your muscle is strong that means your vitality is good but i'm not talking about the bodybuilders who put steroids and look uh, extraordinarily ugly and at the same time hypertrophic that's not what we are talking about we are talking about a good uh, fitness and also vitality along with good ability of the muscles to lift weights and move and run and having a good endurance that muscle is what helps us to move now the third datu is called as mamsa now after mamsa it is madhas which is we call it fat in english fat is the uh, appropriate translation for this rasa rakta mamsa madhas and then it nourishes our bones and then we have the bone marrow and then we have the seventh datu which is the ultimate datu which is called as shukra now the word shukra 
is also called as a venus you know the the planet venus and it is called as the planet of communication love uh, relationship all of this also comes under the planet of venus but the word shukra it is the name denoted for the seventh dhatu and it is responsible for the reproduction and also creativity so according to ayurveda shukra is one dhatu that is present throughout the body it is not reduced to one particular part of the body for example blood to a great extent it is only available wherever the blood is flowing you can't find the blood in some parts of the body but shukra can be found in every aspect of the body and mamsa for example it is also you cannot find mamsa in the bones so but shukra is something but in many of the english translations of the ayurvedic textbooks shukra is very poorly why i say poor because it's not easy to translate a sanskrit word into an appropriate because sanskrit is such a comprehensive language one word could have many diverse meanings so the word shukra literally is the dhatu that helps the reproduction and you see every cell in our body is reproducing every moment and the same is with the seven uh, the semen or the sperm that is also reproducing in a man and the egg which is responsible for the reproduction in a woman now the seventh dhatu is a result of the health of all the first six dhatus if if one of the dhatus are not functioning well it will affect all the other dhatus so that is why all the dhatus needs to have proper health in order to make sure the seventh dhatu is also healthy so that's the clear understanding now when we say somebody needs uh, a sexual aspect of the body needs some healing what it means is his overall health needs to have an upliftment because nature is very notorious when it comes to creating manufacturing defects and the reason nature has her own ways of eugenics eugenics is like you know uh, uh, good uh, products are being produced like good babies are being born uh, not just in humans in every animals in even including plants including all the living beings if something is creating a problem in the flow of nature cycle nature will ruthlessly and mercilessly eliminate them it's only a matter of time so if somebody is unhealthy they have a possibility of producing a kid who is also unhealthy so that is why when somebody's overall health is affected their sexual ability will also be affected in nature's way of protecting the homo sapiens lineage so that is why shukra dhatu is the effect of the health of all the first six dhatus and the sum total of the health of all the seven dhatus we get something called as ojas which is called as vitality so this is what in a nutshell about the fundamental principles of ayurveda when it comes to the shukra dhatu uh, i think you need to unmute srikant sorry sorry um, so we have three doshas similarly there are seven dhatu you spoke for rasa raksha ஒரு 
eventually it has it has yeah it will be good and this has to be the most important dhatu for overall sexual health that i mean that's what i understood sexual well being and also the reproductive capacity yeah sexual being and the reproductive um okay so doctor um uh, there's a myth that ayurveda recommends abstinence of discipline life does this include sexual life what does what's ayurveda's take on sexual wellness now uh, i think the reason why you are saying ayurveda recommends abstinence see the ayurveda is a pro life mm-hmm. uh, there is never ayurveda says that uh, somebody has to suffer but it says that if you are misusing abusing or overusing your sense organs mm-hmm. that can lead to many of the diseases okay in in sanskrit there is a term for this called as asatmya indriyartha samyoga asatmya means improper utility of the sense organs can lead to many use many uh, diseases for example diabetes is a improper use or abuse of your tongue which is you are in taking lot of sweets and that leads to diabetes and also not just diabetes even obesity you are putting on lot of fat same way anywhere we see abuse or excessive use or misuse that can lead to lot of problems so ayurveda does not say complete abstinence per se it it talks about have a healthy utility of every organ that is what it says and one of the reasons why people talk about uh, abstinence there is a concept in charaka samhita called trayo upastamba trayo upastamba means three pillars for vitality and longevity now charaka you know he was uh, about 300 bc he uh, i mean the current all the ayurveda that we learn today it actually is from the original textbook of charaka samhita because before charaka there was atraya samhita and that book availability is still debatable so the first book that is available was charaka samhita and from there many books came like susruta samhita and ashtanga sangraha many books came so charaka samhita is considered as the most authoritative textbook that is available today in that textbook acharya charaka he talks about the three pillars of vitality and longevity and he says that only when a man or a woman when they are able to have these three pillars their vitality or good health is possible and that too they will live for a long period now let us talk about these three pillars now the first pillar is called as nidra now the word nidra you know people uh, translate it as sleep but the proper uh, meaning of the word nidra means recovery or relaxation or reset and sleep is also a meaning that you can attribute towards that now that is the first thing now the second one is called as ahara ahara means nourishment or it, we can also call it as food like how is the proper nourishment that is going on also nutrition is also a part of that and when we say nutrition it's a nourishment it is not just the food we eat it also about the wisdom that we put inside our head now if we if we read a lot of junk if we keep watching all horrifying news all day you you're also going to produce the same thing now there is a sutra in charaka vidya tarpanam vidya means knowledge tarpanam means nourishing 
like wisdom is something that is nourishing you it's not just the food that nourishes you it is also information and wisdom that also nourishes you if the wisdom is something that is unhealthy to your emotions that will also have a deteriorating effect on your overall health so that is the second pillar now the third pillar it is called as brahmacharya now this word brahmacharya i will come come to that before i go a little more in depth with uh, nidra and ahara because brahmacharya is a highly controversial uh, terminology many people have have many translations depending on where they come from and what their culture is what their outlook is americans will translate it differently uh, an indian um will translate it differently uh, depending on their cultural background everybody has a different approach and perspective towards that now this these three thing nidra ahara brahmacharya nidra is the pillar to keep vata under balance and ahara is the pillar to keep our pitta under balance and brahmacharya is the pillar to keep our kapha under balance now vata is the energy of our nervous system all the movement in our body is because of vata all the thinking that we are doing is because of vata the the elements of vata is wind and space the sound waves it is something to do with vata and pitta is the fire element it is the metabolism in our body the, see whatever food i am eating today my ability to convert that food into my energy it is because of the pitta so when pitta is going down my energy also goes down so like if you take a candle you have the wax you have the wick and you have the fire and you have the air that is surrounding it now the air that is surrounding it is what we call as vata and the flame of the fire is what we call as pitta and the wax and the wick is what we call as kapha and you need a healthy proportion of all the three if the wax is little the fire cannot sustain if the wind is too much the fire will burn out so you need all the three things in balance in order to make sure the candle is having the right flame so that the light is coming the same is with our body we need all the three doshas in balance and these three pillars nidra ahara and brahmacharya are the ways to keep our body healthy and we can live long see there is no point in living long if you are unhealthy see we always say ayushman bhava you know uh, ayushman bhava means may you live long but at the same time live long with good health you know it's better to die if i am unhealthy and living long rather than that is why in some countries they have euthanasia so the concept of nidra is unless we are calm in our mind our nervous system is calm and our information system is proper see because nervous system is the control panel or what we call the operating software of the computer only when that is proper the whole computer is good no matter how great the hardware is no matter how good the battery life is if the operating software is not good the computer is just a scrap so that is what the vata is so only when you are taking enough rest only when you are doing everything to have a proper recovery when you are having good sleep this helps to make sure your second pillar and these three pillars they have a sequence if your nidra is not proper no matter how good your ahara or nourishment how good your brahmacharya it doesn't make sense 
so first your nidra has to be proper your relaxation your recovery your rest has to be proper only then even what you eat will be properly nourished try going going uh, three nights without sleep no matter how you eat you are still going to feel tired and it's not going to be absorbed properly and there is also a research if a person is not sleeping for three nights and if you check the blood they could be as close to pre diabetic that's the power of lack of sleep okay and uh, I, i'll just tell you why i'm talking about sleep because people think uh, what does sleep has to do with sexual wellness because if the sleep is not there operating software is not going to work and that person is not going to function at its best and by the way sexual wellness is a luxury of a healthy person it doesn't come at a, as a natural part nature has created in such a way that only if this person is keeping his himself well him, him or herself well only then he will be bestowed with his sexual ability otherwise he should not procreate because he will create more manufacturing defects so nidra is the first step now the second step if he is eating properly uh, if he is eating too much of junk food if he is abusing himself with gastronomic uh, pleasures then see obese person will definitely have lot of issues with sexual wellness a diabetic person who is having lot of insulin resistance will also have fatigue and fatigue is a roadblock for sexual wellness and then the word brahmacharya now let us come to the word brahmacharya in many textbooks that translate the word brahmacharya in some textbooks it is translated as uh, celibacy but in ayurveda people thought how can it be celibacy because we have a chapter called as roganutpadaniyam roganutpadaniyam means the origin of disease and in that it is said that there are certain urges in a person's body that should not be suppressed if a person suppresses his natural urges that can lead to chronic irreversible diseases and one of the urges he talks about is the need for sex and on one hand an ayurvedic uh, acharya or a sage is talking about one should not suppress that urge for sexual desire and on the other hand he is talking about brahmacharya which many people are translating it as celibacy isn't this contradicting so some people explicitly write it is uh, celibacy some people they understand this cannot be proper so they thought maybe it is naishtika brahmacharya so once you are married you are faithful to your partner to your husband or to your wife and that is what brahmacharya is and when i see some american authors writing about ayurveda they write it right good sleep good food and good sex these are the three pillars for longevity and vitality now they write it because that is their pattern like uh, i read the article on bhagavad gita it is written many people the same shloka of uh, bhagavad gita you will see hundreds of commentaries on that and 100 different commentaries come because that is what geeta is geeta is only a lens through which you can see and depending on what lens you are wearing you can see through that now some people call it celibacy some people call it as naishtika brahmacharya some people call it as good sex now let us decode the word brahmacharya what is the word brahmacharya mean now the word brahmacharya it has three sounds bra ma and charya the word bra like we have a god called as brahma right like brahma vishnu maheshwara 
Now the word Brahma literally means the word Brahma means to create, to expand, to grow. That's what the word Bra actually means. And Ma means my purest self. Like the English word my, it comes from Ma. Mother, she's the source. It comes from Ma. Ma means my purest self. So Brahma means expansion of my true self or my purest self. That is what the word Brahma means. And the word Charya, we know Charya, you know, we have many Charya, Dinacharya, Ritu Charya. The word Charya means rituals or any activity. So Brahmacharya, if you correlate all these meanings, it is a rituals to expand your purest self. We can limit ourselves by looking at it as good sex or celibacy. But what the word Brahmacharya literally means, any activity that is expanding your purest self, we can call it as Brahmacharya. Now, why I say this? One study was done on people who died of their first heart attacks. They did not survive for the second or third heart attack. And what they were trying to find out, what was common between all these people who died of their first heart attack? They were trying to find out, were they having a common food habits or lifestyle? Are they coming from a particular culture or a region? And they could not find much common with all of this. And, but they found one thing at the end that they all were extremely dissatisfied with their job. So when you are upset with your job, you feel, oh, why, why am I alive? Uh, what is the point in that? You know, that is why stress is such a big killer because we don't find a meaning in our life. And Brahmacharya is about finding that meaning in your life. We have many translations for Brahmacharya. It is like the right use of your energy. And uh, optimal use of your life energy. These are many things. So I've seen people, you know, they have many disorders and, and when I ask them what is happening with your life, they would say that I'm not happy with my job. I'm not happy in my relationship. And suddenly they shift their job and they are very happy with their job. Suddenly all their health problems also change. Or suddenly they are having sexual disorders and suddenly they have a breakup and find some, somehow they find a new partner they are very much attracted to and all their sexual problems are also changing and they are uh, more active in their sexual life. So this aspect of finding that meaning and connection, that is what Brahmacharya has a lot to do with. Now, why some people call it abstinence or celibacy? When we observe a lot of monks or sages who meditate, they have transcended to such a level that they found a bigger joy than sex. Now, if you look at the Shat Chakras, like we have six chakras and the seven chakras, the crown chakra. Now, sex is a basic pleasure of a human being or any animal, which the nature created as an inbuilt software so that you know they produce, so that they continue their legacy. But Sex is not important. I mean, it is not that if you if somebody does not have sex, he will die. But if somebody doesn't sleep, they will have lots of problems. If somebody doesn't uh, eat, they will die eventually. If somebody doesn't breathe, they will die eventually. But it's not necessarily about sex the same way. It is not that they have to survive for that. But maybe sex gives them a kind of pleasure or that gives them a sense of meaning or it's an inbuilt software. Nature gave that intelligence in a 
living being so that it gives them a sense that somebody is going to continue their legacy and it is even told in saraka samhita once most of our needs are met one of our after once our most of our needs are met then one of our greatest needs are to making sure the next generation that are going to continue after us will inherit something good from us like oh i wish the next generation after me my daughter or my son or my family who is going to continue after me they are well off after me i want to make sure you know the inheritance goes well it's not just about you know wealth inheritance it's also about the genetic inheritance so this intelligence is inbuilt in our body for thousands and thousands of years in all the animals so we cannot fight that but there is something different with a human being compared to an animal a human being can go beyond the animalistic needs at the same time he can be worse than an animal so brahmacharya these monks who were in pursuit of higher self they transformed their need for sexual needs and they went higher and they found a better contentment or fulfillment than a sexual need and they felt that sexual energy is actually a leakage in their finding their inner self so when people thought, saw that these people are maybe they are finding their enlightened stage because they are not having sex see if they don't transcend it in a proper way it will be even worse that is why you see many of the so called fake gurus they indulge in many sexual uh, harassments or pedophilia it's because they have not transcended properly it becomes even worse than that so uh, like there is a joke i read uh, one uh, religious preacher he went and said try to be a part of my religion and then you will get uh, uh, moksha or you know you will you'll see god in heaven you will get heaven and all your sins will go away and uh, the, the the listener to this preacher said so how long is it going to take so what are the terms and conditions for this so the preacher said okay abstinence from sex no attraction to the opposite sex and then maybe one fine day you will find god okay so the the person who was listening to it asked the preacher so how old are you and the the preacher said i am 95 years old and he asked have you find god not yet maybe i will find it soon so this is just a joke if you are not transcending that energy in a proper way this can lead to so many disorders and frustration and that can lead to a lot of nervous problems as well so this people who transcended this properly they found a higher fulfillment and they were celibates because they didn't have that need anymore and see uh, people think is it like they don't have that need or they transcended that now there is no such thing that they don't have that need every living being has this need now there are even studies i mean there are even eastern in vedic philosophy this says that our life energy is actually a sexual energy when something happens to our life energy our sexual energy is also being affected so when a person says they are transcending that energy it's just for a much more glorious cause and this glorious cause has a system towards that and there was a study done on people who are having good will power now they wanted to find out was people who are having a very good discipline and those who are not disciplined was it the degree of will power that are differing like what they wanted to find out if somebody is having a good discipline is it because they have a better will power than people who are not disciplined and what they found out 
both the categories are having the same willpower just that people who are disciplined they avoid places where they have to exercise their willpower in the first place because our sense organs are so strong it can take you for a ride just like that and that is why in geeta it is told that behave like a tortoise when it comes to using your sense organs like how does a tortoise behave the moment it it, it feels threatened it will pull all the extremities inside and it goes inside be like that with your sense organs don't let it take you for a ride because once it takes you for a ride it goes like a, a fast current of a river so these people who are celibates at the same time in search of the higher fulfillment they tried all kinds of non distraction or distraction free world so that they could find that place so when in that stage they were the celibates so they were also called as brahmacharis like they were in the rituals in the pursuit of their finding their true self now that is what uh, the word brahmachari actually means you can also look at it that way there is no definition that a brahmachari should be a celibate or should not be a celibate there is no clear definition like that but when you see people who are in search of enlightenment there were some people who were celibates that's the idea and ayurveda it does not say that you have to be abstinent but it does say that never abuse never misuse never overuse so that's the idea about ayurveda and ayurveda is a very pro life science it talks about enjoying your life it talks about living your life to its fullest fantastic doctor fantastic explanation i i really love the way that you spoke about the three pillars of vitality and longevity nidra ahara brahmacharya and how they are connected to the different doshas uh, what is keeping which one in balance you said nidra to keep the vata in balance ahara to pitta and brahmacharya to kapha and the way that you explained uh, this entire concept of uh, a burning candle right is an amazing metaphor uh, the the explanation that you gave for brahmacharya i i have never heard this kind of an explanation anywhere before brahmacharya create my pure self and ritual so you, have, you you said that brahmacharya means rituals to expand your pure self exactly fantastic explanation and one thing i uh, really found interesting is you spoke about the willpower versus discipline um if you have to use your will willpower to be disciplined then there's a there is a there, there is trouble that's what you said right mm -hmm. so you should be able to be disciplined without using your will willpower uh, much and and behave like a tortoise that's a that's a nice metaphor as well Okay, doctor. Thank you very much for that detailed explanation for that uh, question that I asked. Uh, if you can tell us what illnesses and disorders obstruct sexual wellness, is lack of self sexual wellness be sexual well-being a disorder in itself? Okay, so there are some genetic problems which is beyond certain scope of treatment. now uh, that is beyond the scope of this conversation as well because that is something which we cannot do anything about but let us talk about uh, things that are under our control and which we can influence with our lifestyle now as i mentioned in the first uh, answer which you asked for the, for the first question like the seventh datu which is the shukra datu which is responsible for 
the reproduction creation and it is present all over the body any any healing that is done to a person is for a connection the word heal comes from the word holy it is a way you are connecting to the infinite see we all are interconnected maybe we don't see each other see the oxygen that we are breathing is something that is released by the plants and the carbon dioxide that we release it is going back to the plants so we all are interconnected so the shukra dadu is something that is interconnected in every cell in our body every cell replicates dies regenerates dies regenerates dies so when this ability is being hampered then a person's prana or life energy is also affected now i will come to the meaning of the word human body in in sanskrit it's called as sharira the word sharira means that which dies every moment now when we say die every moment we are also being born every moment every split seconds millions of cells are dying and millions of cells are being born again so when there is a block in this dying and being born that is when our energy is also going down now this usually happens when our waste elimination is affected now when i say waste elimination when i say that uh, a body is something that keeps dying every moment the body is something that which is eliminating waste every moment so the difference between a living body and a dead body is a living body is continuously eliminating waste and a dead body stops eliminating waste see carbon dioxide is a waste if a person is dead they stop breathing so the waste elimination of carbon dioxide stops same way you have poop you have urine you have sweat and your nails hair all of these are also waste after some time so a dead body stops eliminating waste so if a person is living a life where his ability to eliminate waste is reduced his sexual wellness is also reduced so when somebody comes with diabetes and when you are treating diabetes you are also treating that person sexual wellness when somebody is having heart problems by the way heart is what it is the organ responsible for the circulation of the blood if you don't have the heart the blood will for, uh, go to the gravity and it will not fight gravity to reach your head and a person can be brain dead and it is the responsibility of the heart to pump the blood back to our brain and when we talk about a masculine sexual wellness it is all about how powerful the blood flow can go to his reproductive organs and that also depends on the heart health so heart health plays such an important role in a man's sexual wellness and also the same to a great extent in a woman's well sexual wellness as well so the overall vitality is a prerequisite for a good sexual wellness of a man and a woman so if they are having see the number one problem that you see when it comes to sexual wellness today it is lifestyle disorders now when i say lifestyle disorders diabetes obesity stress insomnia stroke high blood pressure all of this are contributing towards the sexual uh, in, uh, you know disorders in a person so it is not that we can treat a, when you say i'm uh, somebody has to get treated for sexual well being you are actually treating that person to get back into healthy lifestyle okay some people say do you okay when they come for a consultation do you have any secret herbs from himalayas that will treat all of that okay maybe that will help as a placebo for few minutes or few nights but 
it's really not going to change anything it's just a mental satisfaction even that you see that mental satisfaction is so powerful when it comes to sexual wellness they feel confidence there so that is why a lot of sexual disorders have lot to do with stress when a person is stressed or uh, having emotional issues depression or anxiety this will immediately affect their uh, reproductive capacity also so sexual wellness is the overall wellness of a human being thank you doctor for that uh, wonderful explanation that you you basically boiled down saying that sexual wellness basically means it's the overall wellness of a human being uh, is a, is i it's both are interconnected is what i understand doctor uh, i have one more important question i wanted to ask you another question because you spoke about the secret herbs there's a question i want to ask you before i ask you this question <laughs> i want to ask yes. this particular question you are already laughing I, probably you read my mind already okay i let me ask this question and go back to that question how are in, infertility and lack of sexual well being interlinked okay um, it is not necessary that both can be at the same person at the time okay you know for example a woman is infertile okay there is a better word for infertility it's called subfertility uh, the word infertility has a negative connotation so there is a new word for this called as subfertility that is inability to produce for few days i mean a woman is subfertile for few days every month like when she is having a menstrual cycle she is uh, subfertile for a man impotence and infertility go together but it's not the same for a woman uh, for a man unless he does some surgical removal or uh, alterations uh, it is need not be the same you know usually sexual uh, disorders and infertility are quite the same in a man unless they do some uh, surgical changes now this is one thing we have to understand now infertility or the word subfertility uh, what we have to understand it is the shukra dhatu the health of the shukra dhatu if you see there are many technical jargons associated with that but i will just talk about the symptoms of this if the sperm is not able to travel all the way to meet the egg it is having slow movement or by the time it reaches it just doesn't reach there that also creates a problem or there is not enough sperm i mean the quality or you know we do a spermogram and we see that the possibility of producing a baby is difficult with that kind of a level or the motility is not good enough or the viscosity is not good enough all these are the result of the lifestyle of that person if somebody is eating okay now let us say the viscosity is not good it means it is very sticky in nature it does not have the shelf life to reach the egg so if it is too sticky that means that person is also indulging in a lifestyle that produces too much ama the word ama is a sanskrit or ayurvedic terminology for any food that i eat if i am not able to blend it with my body it becomes a potential toxin now if you decode the word ama it means a means not and ma means me so if i am eating something and if it does not become me that is a potential toxin and one of the qualities of ama it is very sticky in nature and if you eat a lot of food that are sticky in nature that can lead to this problem and if you are not moving enough 
your body feels heavy and sticky food makes you feel heavy now let us understand what are the sticky food sugar is sticky carbohydrate lot of that is also to a great extent sticky so and if we don't move then our body also becomes quite sticky in nature sticky in nature means heavy in nature so when a person is having lot of unhealthy lifestyle unhealthy diet this can also lead to lot of sub fertility problems or fertility issues so that is why the treatment starts with okay we do a lot of panchakarma therapies and we have seen phenomenal changes and good results with many couples who come for fertility issues however i spend a lot of time after the panchakarma how important is lifestyle after that it's not like after this you can go back to your old habits after that the real life actually begins so they have to exercise they have to sleep on time they have to get rid of all the stress in their life they have to hydrate themselves really well and panchakarma is just like a jump start it you know we service the whole car and now the car is clean fresh now the vitality of the body is coming back now all the ama or the toxins are eliminated then the life energy is very good the immunity is very good and after that when they go back and when they start living a healthy lifestyle that is when the fertility possibilities also go up so this is why i mean for your question is fertility and uh, something to do with the sexual wellness interrelated yes it is correlated in some aspects it is not but in many aspects it is correlated fantastic doctor it it, it uh, for me it was uh, really eye opening you said as far as a man is concerned um, the importance is directly correlated to infertility they go, go go hand in hand however for a woman it is not the case and that's what you said and you are not going to call it infertility you are going to call it subfertility and you also said that ama which is a toxin is the primary reason for any human being where um, you know it, it can lead to subfertility i i really learned something new doctor and just going back to that secret herbs of himalaya right uh, so this is a question that we keep getting from some customers is there a magic pill that ayurveda can provide to eliminate erectile dysfunction okay mm -hmm. so so this is a very sensitive question i still want to ask this question in the open forum how does ayurveda address erectile dysfunction okay um erectile dysfunction is to some extent we can also have a synonym called life dysfunction now there is no secret one herb that can solve it and if somebody says that be careful try it at your own risk now there are some herbs that are mentioned in ayurveda which could be a supporting factor now uh, some of the herbs like ashwagandha shilajit shilajit is a considered to be one of the best blood thinners now blood thinner is what when the blood is thick what happens it leads to blockage in many parts of the body where the blood is flowing now when somebody says he has a block in the heart what does it mean the the when there is a block the flow of the blood is affected and the movement of the muscle is also affected when the movement of the muscle is affected it indirectly affects the pumping of the blood all around the body and the person is brain dead so this comes with thick blood and this thick blood is coming when there is too much of ama in it now that is why in ayurveda 
lot of medications that are i mean that is why one of the favorite prescriptions of a cardiologist is a blood thinner aspirin is a blood thinner now the word blood thinner means what it makes the thick blood thin so that it makes it easier for the blood to flow through the vessels of the body in ayurveda we call it sroto roda sroto means srotas means channels and roda means block we traffic block is a sroto roda whenever there is a block in the flow of any energy or blood or any fluids it is called as block of life energy now erectile dysfunction now by the way let us understand by the way people talk about viagra now how does the viagra come into existence in the first place this company that designed viagra they actually designed it for people who are suffering from low blood pressure so when somebody is having low blood pressure they could faint they could uh, you know have vertigo so they uh, designed this drug and started giving it to people and they saw that this could have some adverse reaction so they thought we should take it back so when they took it back many people started coming back and asking no we would want that because like side effects it was giving a lot of side benefits so it was actually when the blood flow increased their life also increased the the erection also was lasting long and that is what is happening so when somebody says they are having erectile dysfunction what they are saying is the blood flow to their reproductive organ is limited or there is an it is not going as per the way they want it so instead of having a single herb that can cure it it is not going to work they have to first of all change their whole lifestyle they have to get rid of the sticky food that is going inside their head they have to sleep on time they have to do a detox or a panchakarma they have to eliminate sugar gluten alcohol for sure because alcohol is sugar and it also deteriorates many of the aspects and on top of that some of the ayurvedic therapies like panchakarma like vasti is a powerful technique that is done to purify the body virechanam fantastic method to cleanse the gut and along with that some of the herbs like ashwagandha kapikachu gokshura and shilajit shilajit is considered a, in ayurveda we have this uh, formulation called as shivagulika now uh, okay the word shivagulika uh, the you know ancient uh, vedic times they loved creating stories because story was a great way to relate to common people so shiva saw that lord ganesha is very lazy and he loves to eat and he is having a sedentary lifestyle so he realized he in order to have more energy for ganesha he thought he need to create a medicine so that he becomes more energetic so shiva created a medic, medical formulation which is actually a, one of the most powerful formulation of shilajit it's called as shiva gulika now this is considered one of the best rasayanas actually we prescribe it some of the ayurvedic doctors we prescribe it for obesity and diabetes and lifestyle disorders including high blood pressure but it is also prescribed for sexual well being because sexual well being starts with purifying the blood because erection is a result of good and healthy heartbeat and good healthy blood flow that is where it is the root causes so just by taking a, a you know a, a tablet that is going to increase your blood pressure it's a symptomatic relief they don't find the satisfaction in that 
So I hope I answered your question. Oh yeah, yeah, fantastic, doctor. It's a it's a very sensitive topic. However, you just went deep and made it uh, much more sensible. And you basically summarize saying that erectile dysfunction is basically a life dysfunction. You just uh, have see, to. When I say life dysfunction, what it means is uh, their life energy is somewhere terribly blocked. Yep. That has to change. Right. Yeah. So that's why you said you know about the panchakarma, virajana, vasti, and all those uh, treatments. You also mentioned about this shilajit, uh, which is a blood thinner, which helps. Now, when I say blood thinner, please don't take it as a you know an alternative for any modern medicine blood thinner. <laughs> it's just an Ayurvedic approach of uh, shilajit is considered as the best medication for getting rid of ama or right. unwanted fat or sticky stuff from the body. Got it. Got it. Done. Thank you. Um, Doctor, as per Ayurveda, what should be the course of action? I think you already covered it. If if you can go a little deep, mm-hmm. uh, what should be the course of action if one wants to improve their sexual wellness? Uh, will it be different for men and women? Um, here again, I would like to talk about the story about a father who is reading his morning newspaper, and his little kid comes and disturbs him for his attention. so in order to keep the little kid engaged what he does is he would uh, he saw a world map in one of the pages of the newspaper he would tear it in tear it into few more pieces and tell his son go and fix the world map and come and to his surprise he saw that his son is fixed he fixed the world map within few minutes and he was like how did you manage that I said no i just the, you know behind that world map page there was a face of a man i just fixed the face of the man and the world map just showed up so that is how the sexual wellness also works you don't have to reinvent the wheel now we have to go back to the basics that is nidra and ahara proper rest proper recovery and then proper nutrition now most of the people who are having sexual disorders one of the things that i see is they all have insulin resistance many of them i'm not saying all of them many of them have insulin resistance which means they don't take time to exercise now when i ask them uh, why don't you exercise they say i don't have time now they won't have time because they don't understand the meaning of that see if you want it you find a way if you don't want it you find excuses so exercise is one of the most powerful aphrodisiac now when when i say exercise it is not about you know preparing for olympics or overtraining i'm saying in ayurveda the word for exercise i mean the one of the words that is explaining about how much a person should exercise the word is called as ardha shakti the word ardha shakti means half your strength after the exercise you have to feel awake you have to feel my body is alive i feel more energetic but if you feel tired and dehydrated you are having headaches vertigo then you are overdoing it if you overdo exercise that is even worse it is like in ashtanga hridayam uh, vakbada he gives an analogy of what overtraining or overexercise can do it's like a fight between a lion and an elephant in the beginning you will see that the lion is winning over the elephant but eventually the elephant will kill the lion this is exactly when you overtrain you will feel like you are getting better but eventually this overtraining will kill you like the way an elephant will kill the lion so overtraining is not the condition it is about half your strength after and it is all about consistency than once in a while intensity now don't do it like 
okay when some people come uh, do my place sitaram beach retreat and they say when i ask them what is your purpose of coming here they say i want to have weight loss and when i ask them what is the need for weight loss and they would say that i'm having a wedding and i want to fit into that dress then you know these are some of the most difficult patients because they want to lose fast and they don't want to give up the need to eat so then we have a hard time convincing them weight loss doesn't work that way and if you try to lose weight that way soon after that wedding you know they're going to have parties buffets and they're going to eat with both their hands and soon that dress will tear apart because they will put on weight so it's like they have to completely shift their lifestyle i want to respect myself i want to respect my body i want to live healthy so hydration is important along with good exercise and good sleep is so important and eliminating junk food processed food sticky food alcohol if you are smoking please get rid of smoking smoking and sexual health it just doesn't go together it's like uh, being a drug addict and saying i want to get enlightened it just doesn't go together so all of these parts once they follow all this then you don't need that secret herbs from some himalayan mountain to come and save you this will help you but there are some herbs that will help you to you know support in a little way but it is your lifestyle that is eventually leading to your ability fantastic fantastic doctor so i i like what you said if you want it you will find a way otherwise you will find an excuse right that's fantastic and you also spoke about um training i mean doing your physical exercise not to the extent that you will kill yourself consistency is more important than intensity i i like that as well we are almost come to the end of the webinar doctor uh, maybe last question to yes. just wrap up uh, if you can give us some tips that can be helpful uh, in maintaining sexual wellness for a long time mm-hmm. uh, in terms of ayurveda and yoga what is that you would recommend uh, uh, like i said it's all about the lifestyle there is this chapter called dinacharya Mm-hmm. now in this topic we can rename dinacharya means daily lifestyle for longevity we can also rename it as daily lifestyle for good sexual health all that is said it is so important every aspect is holistic approach towards that make sure you get up on time make sure you give priority to your sleep avoid stressful patterns in your life if there something is creating lot of stress see you are talking about erectile dysfunction most of it has to do with mental stress most of it has to do with lots of emotional imbalances that they did not resolve because when our emotions are affected our heart chakra is also affected when the heart is affected the overall energy is affected the blood flow is affected so if there is something bothering you emotionally go to some support system go to a healer go to a psychotherapist go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist or go to an ayurveda therapy get it fixed without any need for any supplements or no, i'm not talking about i'm talking about the chemical synthetic supplements come out of that and if you're having any addiction patterns like alcohol or drugs or smoking or too much of sugar come out of that and hydrate yourself well do yoga go to workout or at least walk for 30 minutes and when you walk just don't walk like a lazy walk like a brisk walking where your heart rate goes every day you have to increase your heart rate because heart is a muscle and muscle is something the more you use it 
the more we can it gets better and muscle is the organ of longevity if you don't use it your longevity is also affected there is also a school of thought that says that the only reason why we have brain is to have control over our muscles because that will help us to move explore and enjoy the beauty of life and all of that have a optimistic approach towards life you know life is supposed to be enjoyed and the more you are able to give happiness comes with giving and indulge in works that makes you fulfilled you know success without fulfillment it's even worse than failure and that is why you see i mean i have seen so many rich people come here and i see they are depressed it's just that they don't find their fulfillment and now i see poor people who have so much when i say poor maybe when it comes to the economic status they could be poor but when you talk to them they are so happy and fulfilled so economic uh, power doesn't really guarantee that you are happy or not maybe for a basic needs once your basic needs are met above that it's all about fulfillment and that's what the word brahmacharya also has a lot to do with engage in things that makes you feel fulfilled that is one of the best aphrodisiacs you can have and that's what makes a person attractive also fantastic these are some of the yeah fantastic uh, you actually you boiled it down to dinacharya and basically what you said is you have to keep you i mean you end of the day you have to be fulfilled in terms of your physical your mental emotional and spiritual aspects so that is going to keep you you know uh, live a, a good uh, just not a sexual wellness the overall uh, overall, overall all of it thank you doctor thank you so much for being with us once again i really enjoyed the conversation and personally learned a lot of things and i hope to have you once again with a very different topic sometime soon uh, thank you thanks doctor thank you so much srikant it was wonderful